What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, oh, great crossover. Got Just him. Let's <laughs> hey, That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh, handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode number 65. Yes, we've done 64 of these, and we have another one in store for you today. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. You can catch us live on The Contender every Tuesday after Bill Rowland's show. You can catch us at noon. Bill Rowland is live at 10. You get the DC content all day long on The Contender on Tuesdays and Thursdays and all over the place. Um, And you can also catch our show, of course, on Spotify, on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you wherever you listen to shows, wherever you listen everywhere. to your podcast, everywhere. everywhere. Uh, please always feel free to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, keep growing the audience. We appreciate it. And uh, as we are in the dog days of summer, almost, I guess the official first day of summer, I think, is on Father's Day coming up. Um, but uh, with some of the sports not happening, obviously right now, the Caps aren't playing, the Wizards aren't playing, Washington football team aren't playing. We have to kind of sprinkle in some other content. So Mike and I have a fun activity later on here in the show, the DC Athlete Name Draft. We'll get to that. Um, But uh, Mike, first off, you know, I just wanted to 
welcome you into the show. It's good oh, to see you. you. It's good to have you here. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, with the end of the school year happening, that means mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of golfing for Mr. Oh, Cerrone. Yeah. That's for sure. It's golf season for you. Yes, golf season indeed. Last summer, I think I might have played at least one or two rounds a week. Uh, sometimes I did three rounds a week if I found the right deals. Obviously, the, you know, I'm, the, I'm the deal man. Um, but I like going on golf now and getting the hot deals. Sure. And the best part is if you know you're going to play golf, like say tomorrow, I'm like, you know, I, I feel like playing tomorrow, but I'm open to whenever I want. I have an open day or something like that. I'll look for a hot deal because I have an example. One time I went to Brambleton. Uh, out there in Ashburn, or, or I guess in Brambleton, and uh, I got on the course, and these two guys that I was paired up with, you know, they were like, you know, uh, you know, uh, how much did you pay for your round today? We're cur- we're curious, and I was like, I don't know, like twenty eight bucks, and they were like, what the hell? We paid sixty five, <laughs> and, and I was I was like, well, you gotta get the hot deals, man. You gotta look at golf now because they always have them out there, and uh, I might be going tomorrow, but I did have a match yesterday. Which uh, came down to the final hole and uh, did not end up well for your boy here. Oh, um, on the final yeah, so, hole too. Ah. Yeah, so yeah, it was a two, it was a two v two best ball match out there in Bristow Manor in uh, I guess Bristow, Virginia. I guess that's what it's considered. Um, but yeah, it was definitely um, definitely a letdown. I definitely we were uh, all rooting a, for you. Yeah, it was it, it was a letdown and it kind of ruined my day. But I came back and played a few games of MLB The Show, won a couple of them, and uh, that that brightened the mood a little bit. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you you were able to recover <laughs> from your devastating defeat on the yeah. golf course. I've yet to swing the sticks here uh, with the new kid, but uh, hopefully I'm going to be able to get out there uh, sometime right. soon. Father's Day, you don't want to go golfing on Father's Day because everybody is going Everybody's golfing on doing, Father's yeah. Day. So I'll probably wait and. Uh, maybe do it the following weekend. We'll see. Uh, right. But uh, we'll we'll touch on real quick. We'll, we'll hit up the rewind button. We'll we'll touch on some things that have happened here in the past week in DC sports. Not a ton going on beyond baseball, but let's still get into it. First off, Mike, the Washington Wizards. So really, the only recent Wizards news of late. We're still waiting to find out what is going to happen with Scott Brooks and the coaching situation. There was a report put out by Quentin Mayo on Twitter. Um, that saying that the team would likely give Scott Brooks a new contract but would have to bring on a new group of assistant coaches. Uh, the Wizards came out. They denied this report, saying you know, no decision has been made. Obviously, with these sort of things, you never really know who to trust. Quentin Mayo, Mayo has also said other things on Twitter that I haven't agreed with. He said things like Jeremy Grant wants out in Detroit. He could be a good fit for D.C. and different sorts of stuff like that. So who knows what is the truth? I think even if the Wizards right. were looking to get rid of Scott Brooks uh, or to re-sign Scott Brooks, they're not going to tell us yet at this point. But that's really the only Wizards news that came out. Um, Caps, we're still waiting to hear when the expansion and things like that happens. Uh, and then the Nats, Mike, 3-3 three and three this week. Not too bad. Not too bad. I, I guess you can say not too bad for this season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything season, else is not going so Against two pretty well. good ball clubs in the Rays and the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, the Rays are definitely a team to, uh, to look out for in the future. So they got a lot of young guys. On Tuesday, they lost to the Rays 3-1. to Once again, not scoring a lot of runs. Glass now struck out 11 over 7 innings. Wednesday, they beat the Rays, though. Actually scored some runs this time. 9-7 to and 11. 
Sheldon Castro hits a go-ahead RBI double. On Friday, lost to San Fran 1-0. Scherzer leaves the game just 12 pitches in with a groin injury. Once again, another starter getting hurt. Uh, Anthony DiSlefani. Uh, De- there you go. Was I was waiting for you to get tripped up on the Two-hitter. Uh, I recognize the name um, from the show, <laughs> and I, I always make fun of the name when I say it because it's always wrong. Uh, but, yeah, they lost 1-0 that one. Tough heartbreaker there. And then they beat San Fran 2-0 in the first game of the doubleheader. Fetty throws five innings, four hits, zero runs. Great for him. And Schwarber hits a leadoff bomb. And I like watching Schwarber hit home runs. It's just a nice, like, yeah. weird lefty swing. swing. But that lefty swing is kind of like, nice. yeah. yeah, so it's always, it's always nice to see. Um, but Saturday, they lost San Fran in extras, 2-1. to one. On Sunday, they beat San Fran 5 nothing. Schwarber hits two more bombs. Joe Ross throws eight innings, five hits, zero earned runs. So a few games sprinkled in there that they had some run output, but then other games they had, you know, less than two, which is not uh, what we're looking for. So overall, Nats 3-3. Three and three. We will take it against a tough ball club in San Fran. Now moving on to the Washington football team. Yeah, the only really news on the Washington football team, supposedly they're having open competition this summer for a starting QB job. I think we all kind of know that Fitzmagic is going to be the guy. I think yeah. when all, I mean, you, you didn't bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick to be a backup quarterback um, for the team this year. He's the transition guy. He's the older guy, the vet that's going to help kind of transition to whoever is going to end up being the quarterback of the future. Right. So, but I think the reason why this was even said was because of obviously like the Dwayne Haskins drama and the things like that, that happened around the quarterback position there. But Mike, I mean, there's no, there's no way Fitzmagic, he'd have to have one of the worst camps we've ever seen for him to lose a starting right. job heading into week one, right? Yeah, that's that, and that's the biggest thing, too, is that you're not really going to start Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen over Ryan Fitzmagic because of the sole fact that, like you said, they brought him in to be the starter for at least a year or two as they try to find that future answer, and there's no reason to, to bench him. I mean, you, lo- you looked at him in Miami last year. I mean, he was throwing dimes, and they were like, okay, let's, let, let's start Tua, and you, you saw how that went. So overall, you're, you're bringing him in here to mentor some young guys uh, and also just to bring that leadership on the offensive end. And, and he's the type of guy that's going to go out there, and like we said before, he's going to try to make some plays and throw it up to some guys like Curtis Samuel and uh, Terry McLaurin. And also Logan Thomas, who's, who's emerged now as well. So definitely, I think that's kind of kind of bogus. But overall, they got to make some news at some point. I love the football talk because that means we are getting closer yeah, and getting closer, closer to the start of the season. Because when we restarted this show, it was after uh, the Washington football team season had ended, I believe. So I don't think we even really talked much WFT at all. Um, right. I think it was even after the Super Bowl. I can't remember. But um, so... The fact that you and I finally, you know, OTAs and things like that, we're getting, we're starting to get into the groove of football season. Oh yeah, it, it is approaching, and I'm so excited. Not only for, um, you know, my personal favorite team, the Detroit Lions, but here locally, building off of what this team, this Washington football team, uh, built last year. I think we're just so excited heading into this season. So we're going to be getting into oh, yeah. a lot of uh, football talk in the near future for sure. Um, as far as the crossover itself, I'm not going to hit the music for the Wizards. Uh, because we're not really going to talk about this much. Mike, it's just, it, as a fan, how does it feel to still have the Scott Brooks situation up in the air, I guess, is, well, is the question. That that Quentin Mayo story, too, is kind of weird because of the sole fact that they're talking about getting new assistant coaches. Like, that's the real issue here. Right, I right, mean, right, right. It's like, it doesn't make any sense where, you know, when when the, when you have to rearrange the coaching staff 
It can't just be the assistant coaches. You have to start at the top and get, and get the head guy out. Now, I'm not going to say Scott Brooks, I hate him, and this kind of, that kind of stuff. I'm not going to bash his name because uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy. But at the same time, you're looking at him and saying, hey, you can't just rearrange uh, the, you know, the third associate coach or, or associate head coach or whoever they're trying to rearrange, quote-unquote, and say, oh, yeah, Scotty, another two-year deal <laughs> coming up, bud. It's like that makes no sense. It doesn't uh, make any have, sense. You have, to, you, have, you have to start from the top and work your way down, and that's what usually new coaches do. They bring in new regimes. So why would you bring in a new regime and keep the same guy? That it, just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. any sense, especially if those are guys that Scott Brooks is comfortable with and wants to have around. I don't see how he would why, – why he would come back if he wasn't able to have the assistant coaches that he wants. I mean, so I don't know. A lot of that just doesn't really make that much sense. Um, yeah. And then from a Wizards perspective, obviously – you know, you you can never really trust what they say as far as like ha- not having a, a, a made a decision yet and things like that. You got to think that at this point the decision would be at least in the works, but they're not going to leak that sort of stuff. So we'll right. see. I mean, how long are they going to keep this fan base wondering about the head coach position? Who knows? You got to hope that by the end of this month, um, or you know, by by the time we finish NBA playoffs and, and we have a a winner of the uh, of this. You, you gotta hope that we would know who our head coach is going to be heading into next season because you, off season starts as soon as you know off season's really started now. But you know you gotta have that coach in there if they are bringing in a new guy and start kind of figuring everything out and getting to know the personnel and all that stuff and hiring assistants. Um, so how long are they going to make us wait? I don't know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating as a fan because I think the consensus, especially on Twitter, is people want to get rid of Scott Brooks. From a fan base perspective, I think if you had to poll every Wizards fan, I think it would go something like seventy thirty. Get rid of Scott Brooks. That's just my guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We don't have the power to do that. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say yeah. I, I agree with the seventy thirty sentiment. Oh, okay. I didn't have anything else. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to know. That's the thing. We're not going to know what else is going to happen until they actually make a move. Because he's basically just sitting there like. You know, I'm bump on a bump on a log right now, waiting for a phone call. Right. So it's like, you're, you know, are we going to sign him? Are we not going to sign him? We're losing out on people that they're hiring left and right around the league. True. You know, that's a good point. At, at some point, they're they're going to have to make a decision here because it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? And I think it could also be a standoff. You think because obviously. With Scott Brooks' side, with you know Scott Brooks and Russ possibly backing him, and different things of that nature, and then also this other side with Tommy Shepard, guys sitting here saying like, "Well, we really want to get rid of him, but we don't want to piss off the guy that just broke the triple double record, and then him basically half-ass everything else on the court." Yeah, that's a worry. That's a worry because he is Russ's guy. Russ has come out in mm-hmm. support of him, um, but at the at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for the franchise. And Russell Westbrook's yep. not even going to be on this team like three seasons from now. So. It's a business. Um, yeah, exactly. So they got to figure out, and obviously Bradley Beal is going to have a say. Um, you know, especially if he's going to be the guy that's going to be hopefully signing like a supermax or whatever to stay with his team. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of wheels turning, and we got to figure out what's going to be happening. And as a fan perspective, we're just sitting on our hands, going, "All right, guys, just tell us the future <laughs> of our franchise." We're all sitting around waiting to hear. Um, but right. that's the latest on on the Washington Wizards. We'll move on to a little bit of baseball. The Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals, we'll just touch briefly on them. 27-35, fifth in the NLE. Still a relatively crowded division. Um, still, I mean, the Nats, I think, are like seven and a half back or something along those lines or nine back. I don't know. They're still in the seven mix. As long as you're under 10, 
you know, you're still in the mix, if if you will, at this stage, just because we're still so early in the season. But um, obviously, the, the the team is not performing as we would like, as from a fan perspective. But big series coming up here this week with the Pirates. Um, but we wanted to mention something that we talked about on, on previous episode was uh, the Max Scherzer trade talks, uh, because those rumors might seem to still be out there. I mean, there's other articles being written, other tweets being made about the possibility. I know the Yankees. Fans are throwing out the idea of, of signing him because they definitely need some pitching help. There's some other teams like the Cardinals that are looking for pitching help. Um, it just it seems like these trade rumors are something we're going to be hearing all the way up through the trade deadline. Yeah, mainly because he is the biggest name on our roster. Because Strauss has been hurt and also Strauss has a d- different deal, Scherzer being that guy is kind of like the si- similar situation as like a rent-a-player uh, situation. Because he's not going to have a new contract until the end of the year, you know, people are going to say, are we that close where a Max Scherzer, a healthy Max Scherzer is going to say, hey, we're going to bring you or we're going to bring you in and you're going to put us over the top. And that's the biggest thing, I think, that when it comes down to the Nats, are they going to pull the trigger in this situation? Now, I told you that I heard Rizzo on a, a, a sports talk show in the area, uh, and and he basically said, well, because we wanted people yeah, to listen to our show. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to say it. not going to promote it. you got to go to contender.com. Contender yeah, with a K. me. <laughs> yeah, contended with a K. Uh, and that's the thing is Rizzo. I heard him, and he he basically didn't sound like I told you. And you you did it. You did say that you know you can't really trust GM speaking publicly, but it just sounded like he was just trying to back up what they're doing. And the point is, is your run differential is so piss poor to the point where you're looking looking at it and saying, okay, you're not scoring runs, so the stats don't matter. You have to win the games to make the the, the stats matter. Now, if you're losing games like you know. I don't know, nine to eight or or seven to five, like on every other night. Okay, but you're looking at some of these scores right now uh, from the past few games, and yeah, like I said earlier, they're sprinkling in some some games where they score five. They're they're, they're scoring nine, you know. But that's from some of the long balls, and that's what we've been right. hoping for from Bell and Schwarber and stuff like that. But then you see uh, with, with San Fran, uh, you know, they lost in, in eight uh, with uh, one run. They lost one nothing. They lost three one to Tampa Bay. You know, you're looking at some of these games, even when they beat San Fran two two nothing. That's still only two runs you got to start scoring more runs and yes I know no Rizzo is trying to say like you know we just got to get ro- we just got to get rolling that's what he says a lot we got we to get rolling we got to we got we got to get the ball moving you right. know he says that kind of stuff but you have to go out there and score runs stats don't matter if you don't score runs and that's the, that's the bottom line literally that's how baseball's won you got to score more runs and that's just how it is and that's what really ticks me off a little bit is that if they're not gonna trade Scherzer you have to get the ball rolling, as he says, because right now the bats are the problem, not the pitching. So if you want to trade Scherzer, get some more pieces, and just say, you know what, we're not trying to pack it in, but with all the injuries, let's just try to get healthy this year, motor through the rest of the season, and get some prospects and different things of that nature. Because they also mentioned that the Red Sox are doing the same thing, where now they're competing, and last year they were sellers. So you're looking at it and saying – you know the Mets and everything like that are are a tough team. Philly's a tough team. We have a we have a division that has a lot of tough teams. The records may not show that this year, but I think when it comes down to it, these next two series they got to sweep Pittsburgh. I told you that off air, and then also with the Mets series, they got to win three out of four, in my opinion. Yeah, the worry is, I mean, how much is the team going to give up for three months of Max Scherzer? Uh, right. especially um, with his age and, and hopefully not injury-prone, but at the same time, I mean, he's out right now with a groin issue. He obviously was out mm-hmm. in 2019 with the neck issue with the, in the World Series where he had to skip a start and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, uh, I, I, 
I think you can get, but but for the Nats who have one of the worst farm systems of baseball, besides a couple guys like Rutledge and Cavalli, you, you kind of want anything you can get. So if the Nats could potentially trade Max Scherzer for a couple decent prospects yeah. and then re-sign him in the off season after the season ends, that would be great. But the question is, is are the Nats contending or not? And that's what we don't know yet at this stage because it's still so jumbled and we're still relatively early. Um, but the Nats are going to have to win a lot of games if they want to make the playoffs at the rate that they've started. And I mean, yeah. 27 and 35 uh, is just not where you want to be at this stage on uh, the season. Do they have plenty of time to make it up? For sure. I mean, we saw them do it, but are they going to have to do that every single year, just like 2019, every time they start out bad? I mean, they're last place in the division right now. It, it, it's yeah. tough to climb up from last place to first place. Um, so we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, it is nice to see Kyle Schwarber, um, you know, hit the ball pretty well here recently. Uh, just because, like you said, the offense has been pretty bad. It's been pretty uh, abysmal. It was nice seeing him hit a couple bombs, though. Uh, I, I did watch that game the other day. And uh, one of them, I mean, he caught a fastball that was pretty high up in the zone, and he hit it out. So right. is that going to jumpstart this offense? I don't know. Juan Soto hasn't been that great lately. Um, you know, Trey Turner's been up and down. Uh, I mean, Juan Soto got like one hit in that series, the most recent series. So in the San Fran series, so we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. I he mean, did get a home run robbed from him though. He, he did. He did. Um, yeah. you know, besides that, you got Hudson on the IL, Strasburg on the IL right now, Max day to day. Um, but you're right, this Pittsburgh series. I mean, for Nats fans out there, this is the series that I know it's only June, but this series means a lot. We gotta 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 try to get sweep because. The other teams in the division are playing pretty tough opponents. So they there's some chances for them to lose their games and for the Nats to gain some ground in the division. We'll keep yeah. an eye on that. Um, well, that's also yeah. the, the point, too, just to, to, to make one uh, last quick point, is that with this whole entire homestand, this is where you know you make that charge. You know, you don't really make a lot of charges when you're on the road. Okay, that's why a lot of teams, especially in like the NBA and different things like that, everyone always says like you know your road record is usually worse than your home record because of the, all all the factors of you know sleeping in your own bed, and not right. having to get on a plane, and do all that kind of stuff. You know where you can just come to the ballpark and everything's natural. You know you you split with San Fran. Okay, they're they're a good team. Okay, we we can deal with a split. When it comes down to Pittsburgh, you have to go in there and sweep them. There is no, I mean, especially when you have uh, John Lester, who who has played Pittsburgh before, Corbin, who you know, hopefully he does something, and then Scherzer is supposed supposedly slotted in as, uh, on Wednesday. We'll see if he plays or not. Uh, that, that's in my picks, so hopefully I don't get a push <laughs> there. Um, but uh, and I have to you know scramble, but. At the same time, you know, Corbin and Scherzer have to go out there and win those games no matter what. The, the Lester one, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll hope that it comes out uh, in our favor tonight. Uh, or, or Yeah, tonight because we're recording this on Monday uh, because of my golf outing yesterday. Uh, but they just have to sweep that. And then you got, then you, got uh, you know, Lester and Ross, you know, against the Mets. And, and you don't know who's pitching on Saturday, uh, you know. So you got lesser matchups on, uh, against New York, but that homestand, you have to go out there and make a run on the homestand. I mean, you win three against Pittsburgh, you're back thirty and thirty-five, five games within five hundred. Then you can start thinking, okay, you know, we're, 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 we're still in this thing. We're still in this thing. You never know what other teams are going to do. And that's what I was trying to make earlier. The point about these are the seven games right now where you have to go out there and I, I would assume win at least five or six, uh, you know, because if you split, do another three and three week or whatever, you know, when it comes down to it, if you're too many games below 500, then you're going to be in that sweet spot of, you know, 
Are we going to be trading somebody? Are we not? Do we Can we compete? And the Nats have always leaned towards, oh, we're going to be buyers. Right. They're always leaning towards that. That's why their farm system is so depleted. So we'll see. I think these next seven games are at the utmost importance on the scale. And the biggest thing is we talk about, uh, you know, yes, it is early in the season, but like like the point you made, the closer and closer we get towards the trade deadline and where your team currently stands when you hit that deadline, that's where you make those sort of decisions. Like you said, buyers right. or sellers and things like that. Rizzo notoriously is a buyer. The Nats almost never really sell at the deadline. Um, so I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see kind of depending on where we are record-wise heading into the trade deadline where things will stand. So we'll keep an eye on it. Big series this week. Watch your Washington Nationals. I believe they are, if you are listening to this on Monday, I believe they are on ESPN tonight. I think they're the Monday Night Baseball game. I could be wrong. Yes, ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Okay. Well, then we'll just be watching on Madison. Uh, <laughs> still, where in the world is Great. FP Santangelo? We still don't know. Great um, graphics. Love it. All right. So we want to do something <laughs> fun here. It is summertime. A lot of the seasons aren't happening right now. So we want to bring you some different content here and there. And uh, on this episode, we will be doing the DC Athlete Name Draft. And so how this works is Mike and I will take turns drafting our starting five of the best DC sports athlete names in the last 20 years. They have the, the caveats are they have to be players who have played for that have been on the roster for any of the big four teams within the last 20 years. Um, they don't have to be good players. They, in fact, it's almost better if they are bad players. Um, but <laughs> the key is w- the name. It's just best athlete names. And, and if you follow sports, you kind of know what we talk about. There's certain guys like Chipper Jones. Like that's just a great baseball name. Trey Turner, Chipper. who's not on my list, but could be an honorable mention as far as like good baseball names. There's just guys that Coco Chris, Coco Chris, exactly. There's just guys that have these names where you're just like, man, that is an athlete's name. So it's not like these are the funniest names or the dumbest names. No, these are the coolest athlete names in DC sports history. So you can go to the Caps, Nats, Wiz, or formerly the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team. Um, so we're going to take turns drafting our starting five. Now, we want your feedback. We want your thoughts, your opinions <laughs> on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. Um, as I'm sure we'll put some clips out on the contender as well, follow them. Um, but uh, we want your thoughts in case there's somebody we overlooked. Now, Mike, I spent a lot of time combing through the lists of the rosters over the last 20 years for all these teams. There are some guys that maybe didn't make the list. Like I said, uh, Trey Turner's a pretty good sports name. He didn't make the list. Um, yeah. But. I want to to figure out the draft order here, Mike. I'm going to hold the number uh, out of camera shot. It's going to be one or a two. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna guess your your one or two. Two. It is a two. It is actually a two. All so right. you get the choice to pick if you want to pick first or second. Are we doing a snake draft? We are going to be doing a snake draft. Correct. Okay. Uh, I want to pick first. Okay. So you want to pick first. I will be going second. It will be a snake draft. Even though it's only two of us, we're still going to do a snake draft. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right, Mike. This is official. This is official. We're going to start now. Um, talk me through your thought process here. With the number one pick, I mean, this is pretty big. I know who yeah. I have my eyes on, who I would love if he fell to me. Um, but they probably, they probably will, I bet. <laughs> I don't know. So, so talk me through your process. So my process, I always lean towards my all-time favorite team, which is the Washington football team, a.k.a. the Washington Redskins, as before. Um, you know, that's my team. That's my ride or die. Uh, no matter what, never miss a game. 
uh, get the most pissed off when they lose or when they do something dumb uh, for the most part. And, you know, there's one guy on here, and uh, I, I don't really want to give it away, but I might anyways with this description, that he is a guy that uh, is going to be a Hall of Famer, if not already. Um, we traded him to a West Coast team uh, for a probably another future Hall of Famer, um, uh, or at least a Ring of Honor kind of guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that he was uh, a guy that we possibly should have kept you know, in, in, in check because of the sole fact that back then when we traded him, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of weird to trade for a running back. Um, <laughs> but uh, I like his name, and I have the pick. The okay. pick is in. The pick is the in. First overall. Number one pick here for the D.C. Athlete name draft. Mike, who do you take? Do you, do you know who it is already? I don't. I don't. Oh. The number one pick in the coolest names of D.C. sports athletes is Champ Bailey. Okay, that's who I kind of figured. Okay, okay. Champ. What kind of what kind of cool name is – I mean, there's a guy that, that plays golf, a professional golfer named Cameron Champ. Right. You know, it's like – I mean, it's a Champ is such a such a cool name. It's such it's such a flex. It it's is. It's like you get out there and you're, they're like, what's your name, son? He's like, my name is Champ, coach. Put me in. Yeah. Like, it's like – I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I – think uh, having your name champ right off the bat tells everybody what they need to know that you are yep. a stud you're an athlete you're going to be chasing rings alpha male and the key is also with his last <laughs> name being so short with bailey it's not like champ you know uh you know some uh some super long last name or something like that exactly <laughs> champ mississippi now that would be actually a pretty cool name <laughs> that uh, would be nice but but champ bailey it sounds great coming out of your mouth champ bailey you know um, and it works well, and and the fact that he has actually some of the cred as far as being a, a tremendous player helps a lot too. But again, right. we're not trying to do it based on their actual like these are not the list of the best DC athletes. These are the best names. Champ Bailey, solid number one pick. Not the Thank guy you. I was going to go with, I didn't but think so. I am also thinking of a Washington Redskin. He played for the Redskins when they were that name. Um, and there's so there's a lot of different guys I could go with in this pick, and there's some guys that I have on my short list. But I think. This is an obvious pick here in this situation. Ooh. And my pick is Pierre Garçon. I love Pierre Garçon name. I think you it's... love Pierre Garçon because you got the question right a couple well, times. Well, I did, which is funny <laughs> enough. But I feel like that is just a cool name. Pierre Garçon. He's, Garçon. I mean, and we're not trying to make fun of it just because it's French. I think it's just cool. <laughs> Pierre Garçon just is. is a cool name, and especially the for it to be a like a, a, a stud wide receiver too. That helps you out as well. But Pierre Garçon, I mean, it sounds good because it's not it, it's not a um, a name that is like tough to pronounce. I mean, it's pretty simple to pronounce. Pierre Garçon, and you add the little Garçon, Garçon. You add a little French element to it, makes you sound sophisticated. Um, and I just like, I just, uh, no brainer for me at the number two. Do you like the pick there, Mike? I do like the pick because, you know, it has that little accent. I wonder if anyone ever called him like, like Garcon or something like that, like in school True. or something. Or like, yeah, or like any uh, announcer like coming up, like, yeah, in high school or college, if somebody, because there's always. Yeah. Because uh, Gar, 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 you, Gar if you didn't know, if you didn't notice like the little <laughs> accent mark or something like that, you may, or you hadn't heard of the guy before. I could see people screwing that up, Pierre yep. Garcon or something like that. But Pierre <laughs> Garcon, it just it flows nice. It sounds so silky smooth out of my mouth. I love it. Pierre Garcon is my first pick. All right, so with okay. the snake draft, that means it comes back to me. I'm just yes, looking sir. at my list here. 
There's a couple guys that I like. I'm going to go away from the football, though. Um, man. Okay. All right. I think I know what I'm doing. With the third pick in the DC Athlete name draft, I have selected... Yeah, Jay, settle down a minute. Sean Doolittle. Sean Doolittle is my pick. That's fine. You can take him and his 92 mile hour fastballs. And now, look, it's not him. about the skill set, <laughs> the name itself. So, I'll, granted, the first name, Sean, pretty boring. But the yeah. last name, Doolittle. <clears throat> Dr. Doolittle. So, exactly. You think of like cartoons or you think of fiction characters from books. You think of kind of wild stuff. Just the idea of do. With the two O's, do little. It also opens things up from a fan perspective, be able to do the do, like from the fans. Anytime he came in the game, you got the, where you're kind of like, are they booing? Are they saying do? It's hard to tell. You kind of like that, though, where you can, as a fans, uh, as a fan base, you can all make the same sound with the do little. So it lends itself nicely there. And it's just, it's kind of a funny, fun name. Sean Doolittle. Do more, Sean Doolittle. Oh. <laughs> that sort of thing. So that's. <laughs> That's my pick here. So right now I'm rocking with Pierre Garçon and Sean Doolittle for my names here. So now it's going to come back around to you here for the fourth pick. All right. I'm, I'm going away from, from the gridiron, uh, and I want you to see if you can get this from the description. Okay. Now, I like alliteration. Okay, that might obviously give it away. Um, but at the same time, uh, when I look at this player, he was always kind of like that guy. He was like the guy in the, in the show Fat Albert, like the guy with the big afro. Where sure. he was okay. like so tall and lanky and play and was awesome at basketball. Right, that kind of gives it away because he he plays basketball. Um, but he always kind of reminded me of that guy uh, because of j- just basically how like he's just tall and lanky and always like kind of kind of whenever he looked around he kind of didn't know where he was at. It felt like to me uh, okay. on the on the court. Okay, <laughs> just okay. Saying. I'm just interested. Saying. I'm interested here. Okay, and uh, he, he came out of the Hoosier State, and uh, the pick is in. The pick is in. All right, all right. So the fourth pick is in. The take? former Indiana Hoosier, I believe, is correct. Mr. Jared Jeffries. Jared, Jared Jeffries, Jeffries. Former Washington Wizard. Who, like I said, was always kind of like just... For, for me, whenever he played, it just felt like he was kind of like just off. Like he'd make a couple good plays and all of a sudden he'd just be like dragging ass down the court. It just made no sense to sure. me. But I like his name. It's, it's nice alliteration. Jared Jeffries... You know, it just rolls off the tongue really nicely. No, I like that pick because, and and I the reason why I put him on the list at all was because of the alliteration you get with Jared Jeffries. Like you get right. that's something. It just sounds good coming out of your mouth. It sounds fun to say from an announcer perspective because um, there's some guys maybe you lean more towards the last name or the first name in their call. But I feel like with Jared Jeffries, as a if you're a play-by-play guy, you're gonna say Jared Jeffries. Like you're gonna say that because it's just fun to say. Right. So and you get the double J JJ, always sounds cool too. Um, so Jared Jeffries is a is a great pick. I'm not I, I can't really get too angry yeah. about that. Um, what do you think about his uh, his playing style and and you know his kind of like mojo? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I think you gave a pretty good description as far as a guy that tends to seem lost on the court. He wasn't exactly a shining member of the Washington Wizards by any stretch. <laughs> um, wasn't necessarily a memorable guy. Uh, but hey, that's why I compared him to the guy from Fat Albert because that that the tall lanky guy is the guy who was always kind of like, huh? Right, like, all the right, time. right, like, right. <laughs> but now, now he will live forever in the DC athlete name draft. Jared Jeffries 
is the fourth pick. So now I believe it comes back to you again for pick five. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have someone in mind um, that, you know, this this first name is just solid. It's one of those alpha male, like, you know, you know apex predator type names. And uh, not to mention, I did have his jersey. Um, because I always go with, whenever I buy a jersey, I usually always go with somebody who is kind of off the cuff. This isn't like a Santana Moss or like a, you know, uh, a Jason Campbell jersey or something like that. Sure. I don't really go with those type of people, uh, because I like to have the jerseys and have comments from other fans because I wore this guy's jersey and they were like, man, it's an awesome jersey. Like some random fans just kept coming up. Man, where'd you get that? I was like, no, I'm online. Like every other jersey you get. <laughs> it's really not that uh, hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. Just pick a name. Um, but I really liked his playing style while he was on this team. So the pick okay. is in. All right. Pick is in. All right. Let's see what you got. This is your third pick, the fifth overall. I believe coming out of the U, the University of Miami, the third pick for whatever my team name is, is Mr. Rocky McIntosh. Rocky McIntosh of the formerly known Washington Redskins. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. I I, I think there's a lot to like about the saying the name because you get Rocky, which is already automatically cool because of the oh, boxer yeah. and things like that, and it just yep. implies that you're going to be tough. And then you get the fact where you're saying Rocky McIntosh. Like you get the like Rocky Mac. Like you have the C, the, the C on both of those. And then anytime you can have like Macintosh also, that's kind of a cool name. You've got the computer company, uh, you know, <laughs> Macintosh Computers as well. Um, but no, I think it's overall, I think that name, you hear the name Rocky Macintosh, you just assume that guy is a tough guy. Like you, yeah. you, you, that guy's not going to be a wuss. <laughs> yeah, and he was. He was. A, he was a tough guy. Well, that's the funny thing too is a lot of nicknames you can get. You can get Mac. You can get Rock. True. You can get uh, the, nick- Tosh, the nickname potential. That's on the lower end of the... Right, right. But But still, yeah, you could go all over the place. (laughs) Rocky Mac. Yeah. I mean, you you could go all over the place with the nicknames, which is also what makes a great name, is the ability to be able to do nicknames and things like that. So Rocky McIntosh, solid picks. You've got three of your five right now. Mike has Champ Bailey, Jared Jeffries, Rocky McIntosh. Right now I have Pierre Garçon and Sean Doolittle. My pick... So, it's tough because... Honestly, when looking through the rosters, I feel like the football teams have the guys with the best names. Um, yeah. You know, uh, on the hockey side of things, there was really only a couple guys that stuck out name wise where I was like, that that could that those guys could be on this list. Baseball wise, there was only a few. Basketball and football were the two sports where I found the coolest names. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a basketball pick here. With my pick here, I'm gonna go with Popeye Jones. Popeye Jones is my pick here. All right. Um, so Pop- what year is that? So I believe it was like very early 2000s. Popeye Jones. Uh, <laughs> he was the last guy on the bench, that's for sure. Uh, so he played. Uh, I'm bringing up his his wiki. It was a while since I looked him up. So, um, so he played from 1992 to 2004, but he played on the Wizards from 2000 to 2002. Uh, Popeye Prime Jones, <laughs> and uh, he and now he's a, an assistant coach with the Sixers, which is kind of cool. But he, he had a really good college career playing for Murray State. Um, he was drafted by the Rockets, 41st overall in 1992 draft while I was born that year. Um, and Popeye Jones. So here's the thing. You get the – there is obviously the cartoon Popeye, uh, the yeah. Popeye the Sailor Man, and which is where his nickname comes from. So when you have the name – Popeye, 
sometimes you wonder like, okay, is, you know, is it just because he like is a really tough guy? Because like Popeye used to always like fight people, I guess. Uh, the cartoon guy, he ate a lot of spinach, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it was literally because I think when he was born, his brother was watching like the Popeye cartoons. And that's how the guy got the nickname or something. Um, Very odd. But it's, 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 it's a memorable <laughs> name though. Popeye Jones. Like you're not going to forget Popeye Jones. No, it doesn't matter how what his skill set is. At the yeah. at the end of the day, you're gonna you come home from a basketball game. Guess who I saw play today? Popeye Jones. Pop. And Pop and he and could Pop. fit into PJ. any era PJ. too. He could that name could fit into any era. Like if yeah, you fifties yeah, exactly. Like you could think of a guy playing in the fifties. Oh, here In any sport, really. Uh, Popeye <laughs> Jones. It sounds like a baseball name too. So Popeye Jones is my pick. <laughs> um, so I have another one here. Yep, you're oh man, so this is tough. I'm looking through my list because a lot of the guys, man, because you picked a couple of them. Okay, okay, I think I know where I'm going here. Um, so I'm going to go back to the gridiron with my pick here. Ooh, here we go. Um, I think I know where you're going. And I'm actually going, and it's a guy that you actually said his name not too long ago. I'm going with Santana Moss. I think I like, uh, there's a lot to like about the, first of all, you get the name Santana. You think of like the guitar player, the famous guitar player, yeah. Santana. It's just kind of a cool name. And then it's a nice short last name with the Moss. It just flows so well. Santana it's Moss. It's really smooth. It sounds like an athlete's name. Santana yeah. Moss. Like Santana Moss isn't going to be your like uh, your uh, your banker or like, you know, your 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 IT guy at your school. It's not going to be Santana Moss. No, Santana Moss is going to be a stud in any sport that he plays. So I, I just like I, 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 I like think the he name. was too, and he was. I, th- I like the name. I think he he played something other than football. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Probably, yeah, a sick athlete. Anyways. But yeah, Santana Moss is yeah. perfect. Okay, so I got two in a row here. Right. My next one, uh, no idea, no idea his background. I tried to impress people with my you know knowledge of the backgrounds for for Big Rock and uh, and and JJ, uh, but I'm going to go to the ice, and I'm going with a guy with a. Kind of like, you know, odd first name, but then his last name is just like, you know, smack you in the face kind of thing. Sure. I'm going with Roman yeah. Hamalik. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. Roman Hamalik. It's like a Greek god, then a, yeah. then a you know, I'm going to punch you in the face, so get out of my way no, type of name. It's a great pick. Roman Hamalik, I mean, he had to be on this lick. On this list. <laughs> I said on, <laughs> this this lick. on the list. He had to be on the list because it's just, it's a powerful name. Roman, it sounds badass, but Hammerlick. And that sounds like a, a like a Greek god that's gonna freaking take yeah. a hammer and literally like punch your face in with the hammer. Like he's going to destroy. He's gonna be up there with Thor and Loki and all those guys. Roman Hammer, <laughs> all those guys. He sounds like a god. He sounds like a Greek god or whatever. Um, no, I love Roman Hammerlick. Great pick, great pick there. Yeah. A value pick at number eight. I mean, that's a great pick. It is. It is. I thought this was gonna be a pick that was gonna be earlier, but you know, he slipped down the. Down the boards here. I, I think my last one, it's a very, very tough one. I, I want to go with this person uh, that is on the hardwood, but I think you might take this person. So I think I'm just going to stick to my guns and just keep the gridiron going. And you know what? I'm going to stick to uh, my guns of alliteration. And, you know, this guy, not the best athlete. Uh, <laughs> sure. he, did, he did play on the line. Not the best athlete. Uh, just overall, this guy um, kind of – Kind of irritated me from time to time at the guard position, but the pick is in, and the pick is Derek Dockery. Yeah. Derek Dockery of the formerly known Washington Redskins. Yeah. I believe he played left guard. You get the you get a couple things here, Mike. You get the alliteration. 
you get the double CKs because there's a CK in Derek and a CK in Dockery. And then, so, but you get the heart. And with D, D's a fun alliteration letter. Derek yep. Dockery. You know, it comes out of your mouth hard. Um, and <laughs> I like it. I like the pick. What are you laughing at? <laughs> We're analyzing the English language. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I just I, I like the name Doc. I think Doc is true. You is, can is, you can go. Cool way to... Yeah, you can get the nickname Doc. I mean, I rem- if I recall, yeah, he wasn't a, that great of a player, right? He was. He, he was. I think I believe he played left guard. I know he played O line, but he didn't play tackle. He definitely played left guard, I believe. Um, and he was just he just wasn't that good. Like he was. I mean, he was the type of guy though everyone overlooked as the problem. Like there's other either an injury or something to somebody else, and everyone's like, oh. You know, Derek Dockery, one of those like you know, sh- you know, linchpins of the offensive line, but he was never that good. Right. You know, he, I don't think he ever made a Pro Bowl or anything, or was even n- mentioned in you know Pro Bowl status. I mean, it's that's the thing. He just never was that good. So, but I like the name Doc. So TikTok Mike's on the Doc team. Mike's starting five is Champ Bailey, Jared Jeffries, Rocky McIntosh, Roman Hammerlick, and Derek Dockery. Honestly, I think your best pick was taking Roman Roman Hammerlick at eight. I think that yeah. was your most value pick. I, my team right now is Pierre Garcon, Sean Doolittle, Popeye Jones, Santana Moss, and now I will round out my team here and with the 10th pick and the final pick of the 2021 DC Athlete Name Draft. And I'm telling you, right now, now that you've already made your picks, I'm telling you who the guys that I'm kind of wavering between. Okay. The, the, there's two guys that I'm thinking about, uh, both basketball players. One mm-hmm. is Ameka Okafor. Yes, and one is yes. Cherokee Parks. I was gonna, I was thinking about Cherokee Parks, but I think at the end of the day, I am going to go with Ameka Okafor for my fifth spot and tenth pick of the draft. Ameka, straight out of you, Okafor. I just think that K in his name and the first name and the last name, it just hits so well. You know, Ameka Okafor. You get the Ameka yeah. Oka. Ameka Okafor. Okay. It just it, it's it's a name that like I know you if you look at it you could possibly mispronounce it if you like don't understand you could say like um, is it Amika or something like that but Ameka <laughs> Okafor that's another name that you want to say the first and last name together you don't want to separate it out into just Okafor um, you want to say Ameka Okafor I once fun fact I once was part of the I helped I I, I interviewed Ameka Okafor I didn't really interview I was with all the other reporters that were interviewing. Ameka Okafor when he came, when Wizards Camp was at George Mason University, and he was right there. I think I have a picture on my phone somewhere, but super nice guy. Um, pretty solid player, decent player. Uh, he gave us some good minutes here, but... I, Better college player. Cher- yeah, definitely. Cherokee Parks was definitely in the running for me for that pick, but um, I think Ameka Okafor, I just think there's some power with that name. You know? Hey, shout out to him, though. He he won me my first ever bracket challenge oh. with UConn and Ben Gordon. Okay, okay. Well, shout out to Emeka Okafor if you're listening yeah, to the show. Yeah, shout out, man. Um, shout out. Some honorable mentions, some names that did not make our five. You had Nene Hilario. I think solid name, especially since because he's Brazilian, his name, his first name is on the back of his jersey. So it's just Nene. I think that's pretty badass. Oh, that's the reason why. I right. didn't know that. Right, 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 right. So, um, so hmm. he's he's one of those. I folks. thought he just got rid of his last name in general. No, no, I think it's I think it's a language <laughs> thing in there. Uh, Cherokee Parks, as I mentioned, Brian Bixler for the Washington Nationals was another name I thought about. Lastings Millage was another possibility. I think just kind of the uniqueness of that name, Lastings. Um, Ole Kolzig, uh, 
I, only the goalie. I mean, again, nickname yeah. potential was great with him, even though I believe his name is Olaf Kolzig, but still, even cooler. Um, other Redskins that didn't make the list, Jeremy Sprinkle. I just think the last name Sprinkle is fun. Uh, Bashad Breland. You get you get the double Bs there. Corey yeah. Lichtensteiger. I think that's you, you get kind of the German accent there. Uh, Antoine Randall L fits nicely as well. So those are those are yeah. some other names that did not quite make the DC athlete name draft. But one more. Tweet us if you got something else. Exactly. One more time. Mike's team: Champ Bailey, Jared Jeffries, Rocky McIntosh, Roman Hammerlick, and Derek Dockery. My team: Boom. Pierre Garcon, Sean Doolittle. Popeye Jones, Santana Moss, and Emeka Okafor. Tweet us which team you like the best, which guys you think we missed on. There's always opinions we want to hear from you at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone 16. We'll be tweeting it out. Um, moving on, and by the way, we, we'll be doing other drafts like this here in the summer while we're still waiting for other sports to happen because uh, it's just going to be baseball going on. And if the Nats stink, that's not great for us. Um, uh, as far as what's happening on the schedule this week for the Nats, they got three versus Pittsburgh, as we mentioned, at home, and then four home games against the Mets, I believe including a Saturday doubleheader. So a lot of baseball this week. Let's move on to the final lap. A chance for Mike to provide some quick analysis on some big headlines in sports. 90 seconds. Here we go. Christian Eriksen collapsed during Denmark Euro 2020 opener. Luckily, he's doing okay. A pretty wild scene, the video and Twitter and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely when they were doing CPR and all this kind of stuff, trying to resuscitate him on the field, that that was just insane. It was a it was it was all over Twitter and it was just absolutely insane. Luckily he's okay. Le'Veon Bell says he will never play for Andy Reid again. That is just ridiculous, number one. And I think my girlfriend, who's a Pittsburgh fan, uh, would agree that he should never have left Pittsburgh because that just ruined his career. Yeah, he's he's done so. And a former Sparty as well. Sucks to see. NC State Baseball takes down number one overall seed Arkansas and moves on to the College World Series. Just kind of cool seeing a number one seed get eliminated. Well, during this whole entire thing, uh, just an FYI, shout out to JMU Baseball for winning uh, probably one of the best overall games in softball history for JMU or the women's college softball history beating number one Oklahoma. Even though they eventually lost in Oklahoma, uh, they ended up beating them, which was pretty crazy to be an unseeded team to make their first College World Series. Absolutely insane. Barry Trotz and the Isles took down the Lightning in game one. Hey, Barry Trotz. I think we can all agree that that was the wrong move for Ted Leonsis. It will be one of the biggest regrets in Caps fans' history. And last but not least, Jokic got ejected from Game 4. This has been all the talk on sports Twitter, especially today, this morning, um, You know, talking about it from last night. Flagrant 2, thrown out of the game. Um, basically, if you haven't seen the play, go watch it. It was basically him just swiping at the ball and... Um, and gets thrown out of the game for it. It's wild. Just wild. Yeah. I honestly didn't see it because I was too busy doing other things at the time. But, you know, that's the thing is that I just think that when it comes to basketball, refs are becoming a little too into the game to the point where they're just like, Ugh. I mean, they do have the replay system and stuff like that. But at the same time, they're just becoming a little too into the game to the point where they're, they're making these types of calls that are affecting teams' outputs, especially late in the playoffs. That's that, that's kind of an issue, I think, lately. Yeah, uh, it was an ejection that I just don't think anybody could really agree with. I think watching the replay um, – he barely, I mean, he was just swiping at the ball. It was a frustration yeah. play. It was definitely a foul, but flagrant two and throwing him out of the game, one of the best players, the MVP 
of the league. Yeah. I mean, not that that should even matter, but it wasn't a flagrant two. I mean, that's it's yeah. just. I think you're right. Well, I, yeah. I, th- I not, to, not to interrupt you, but at th- 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 the same time, you know, I saw a video the other day uh, that was Allen Iverson talking to the ref. Oh yeah, ref, yeah. That, that made the rounds. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, he's like, you're breaking down the crowd. That's why I call the foul. Like. I mean, that's why I don't like basketball referees. Like, there's some good good ones out there, but I don't know. It's I think it's a toss up between you know Angel Hernandez and <laughs> and NBA referees. I think that's when it's it comes down to. It's a tough sport to, to like, officiate because the players, no matter if they fouled or not, they're always going to be complaining about the calls and yeah. things like that. So you have to really be able to brush that off. You also have to now that crowds are back in the stadiums, you have to kind of like ignore the because basketball. I mean, there's just so much intensity around the emotion of the game when you've got a full capacity crowd and a guy, and especially in a playoff game, and a guy gets fouled or something like that. The place goes nuts. So you have to yeah. kind of put that aside too. It's it's tough, man. I would not want to be an NBA ref, especially in a big game, because the coaches are on you all game, the players are on you all game, um, and the game, the action moves so fast. I mean, charges, yeah. charges. Uh, you know, versus blocks and things like that all over the place. There's fouls probably on every play, and you have to just kind of figure it out. And I just don't know how those guys do it. But, yeah, uh, at the same time, I think they are overcompensating and, and calling too many fouls or, or flagrant right. twos and that sort of thing. We do have a trivia question. We are reviving the DC Sports trivia. There's the card if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and uh, so far, a little, a little blurry. my winning streak was ended. I had picked, what, three in a row and then finally was thwarted? With the WFT slash Redskins questions, you right. were 3-0. and And I think last week, was last week a football question? Yeah, I believe so. I believe they've all been football questions. Okay, so you're three for four on them. Right. We're going to have uh, another Redskins question. Apparently, I, I I don't know if this is just Redskins. I talked to you off air. Like, it says all the sports, and I see, like, one baseball one on here, and it's about Bryce Harper. Right. And it's like, okay, we don't need something that's that that's easy. That, that easy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. So here we go. 2012, 2012 here, bud. Okay. okay. With what team did the Skins swing a blockbuster trade, moving up to number two in the 2012 NFL Draft to select the future Rookie of the Year QB Robert Griffin III? Oh. With what team did the Redskins do their blockbuster trade to end up getting the second overall pick? That is RG3. Oof. Okay. I mean, I remember that draft. A little bit. I mean, obviously, I remember I mean, every DC guy remembers. Think RG3. of teams that suck. That's exactly it. Is I am at that time. Exactly. Um, and there's there's teams that have just sucked always. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's teams right. like the Cleveland Browns who are always terrible. Obviously, I don't think it's the Detroit Lions because I think I would know that I, that would be oh, in my brain know. if it was the Lions. And the Lions Do actually you know? were like playoff team. Uh, uh, were close to the playoff teams back then. Do you know how, what uh, you get? One question. You get, you get one question. Sure, that's the rule. Sure. Um, they gave up, I believe. They swapped number ones, I believe, sure. and they they got three number ones additional to that, I believe. Wow, big haul. So yeah, oh, it was a big haul. Yeah. Um, my question, my question. Okay. Um, question. Is question. this a East Coast team? No. Okay. Now your hesitation there tells me that might be like a Midwest team because it made you think because it's like if it was a California team, I feel like you'd automatically be like, no, they're not a California team. Um, so maybe they're maybe they're somewhere in the middle. There's a of little the bit more to that story. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's a big clue then. That's a big clue. 
Is it? I think. I, I could be wrong, but it sounds to me <laughs> like you might be implying that this team has moved. Um, so if that is the case, I'm trying to think of when did the a lot, a lot of teams move. I know, I know, that's the problem too. But I was and I was trying to think of like when, what year these some of these teams moved. Like I was thinking, like is it like the Rams? But did they move at that? I, I can't remember when some of these teams moved. I don't think it's the Rams. Um, I think it is a Midwest team. Or they were a Midwest team at the time. I'm sorry. I got to give you an answer. Um, <laughs> all right. I'll just say I'll just say the Rams. I'll just say the Rams. Correct. Okay. All right. Oof. The St. Louis Rams, who are now the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Okay. They got the swap number ones, I believe, and they also got three years of picks. So from 2012 all the way until 2015, I believe. Might have been that. Right. Uh, yeah, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. So all four of those years, they got the formerly known as Washington Redskins picks. <sighs> okay. And they gave up just the number two overall. And they have yet to do anything with those picks. Though. Right, right, right. I think I think all their picks were just like busts. Right. And they're, every single one. All right. Well, I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I got it. I, you know, I was trying to think of teams that were pretty bad around that time. And, and obviously the Rams were getting close to being moved and that sort of thing. So yeah, all right. Yep. So got got that right. Woof. All right. Yeah. yeah. When you said you weren't going to go with the Rams, I was like, oh, but yeah. and, then, you turn and then I was like, you got to go with your gut. That's that's helped me in this game so much. It's just going with my gut when it comes to trivia. Yeah. So shout out to my gut. Um, it was a good question. It was a good <laughs> shout out to my gut. It was a good question though. It was, or it was a, it was a good uh, yeah question. It was by a good you. question. Oh, a good you know. question by me. Yeah, yeah. Ask yeah, by you. Me. I mean, the question was Because it tripped too, you up, and then I was able to figure that out. Because, yeah, when they move, you're like, all right, well, yes, they're technically a West Coast team now, but they weren't. They weren't, yeah, mm-hmm. all that stuff. All right, let's Three hit up the... Four. Or four for five, I should say. Four for four five. Four for five. Man. I'm batting 800, baby. Ooh, baby, all right. Let's hit up the money line. Cha-ching. This is a chance for us to go give our picks of the week. Not a great week for your boy. Um, this was... a. A week where I picked the right games, but not the right games. So, like, I had the Bucks beating the Nets, but I had them doing it in game two. They did it in game three and, and then eventually game four. And I believe my other pick, my upset pick, I think was Hawks. Might have been Hawks yeah. over the Sixers, which they oh, yeah. did you, do. You, you went hard on uh, Trey Young there. Right, right, right. But they did do, but they didn't do it in that game. So, yeah. I, I had the right mindset, but I just didn't get the right pick. So, I'm hoping to... Um, do better. You're over four in the last two weeks. Yeah, has not been a good run here. No. Now you had another 500 week. That's kind of what you've been doing. You were Mr. Great S- Steady here because um, you had the Yankees winning, which was your lock, and then you had the Blue Jays winning, and they lost. Um, so this week I am gonna go with the same series I predicted before, and I'm gonna say the Nets beat the Bucks because here's the thing. I think a lot of people, obviously with the Kyrie Irving injury, James Harden injury, a lot of people are gonna be saying. Bucks over Nets, but to win three basketball games in a row is a pretty tough thing to do, even against a depleted roster, and I feel like KD is just going to absolutely take over in Game 5, and, and, and his supporting cast as well, Joe Harris, is going to go bonkers from three-point land. I'm going to say the Nets beat the Bucks in Game 5, and then I'm going to take, uh, this is another upset pick, this is my upset pick, and this is indeed an upset, I'm going to say the Isles will go up 2-0 against the Lightning, they're going to win Game 2, that is my upset pick. Hey, I wouldn't mind if the Isles win, to be honest with you, because Barry Trotz is a good guy. He's a good coach oh, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, we'll, we and always also support the Isles, Barry. Yeah, and, and yeah, always support Barry. <laughs> and, and the Isles, it's always fun to watch them play because, I mean, they just beat 
the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Boston Bruins. And they pretty much handled the Boston Bruins pretty pretty easily uh, in that second round, which is kind of crazy. So right now the Islanders are, on, are just on fire um, after being down 2-1 right. to Pittsburgh, which is kind of crazy. Um, so my lock is uh, if he plays, I will have to scramble if he does not play, but Mad Max Scherzer gets six-plus strikeouts and a win over the Pirates on Wednesday. That is my risky, lock. Risky, risky. Yeah, guy so coming off of injury. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, well, Mad Max, you know, you That's know, he's true. he's a fighter. He is. He's a fighter, and he and he knows just like we do that number. Well, number one, he wants to get if if he does get traded, he wants to you know get a get a you know nice little resume there. Uh, he doesn't want to go out there and just you know half ass everything. But six plus strikeouts, I think that's pretty easy uh, over the Pirates, who are just terrible, uh, and a win. Uh, I was going to also say they were going to win by two, but they can't score any runs, so that might not be <laughs> right, a right. good idea. Uh, my upset, uh, the Blue Jays uh, left me hanging last week, uh, but I think they're going to upset Garrett Cole and the Yanks. I believe it is in Toronto, but with Garrett Cole on the mound, the Yanks should be favored in that one. Not in Toronto, so in like games. Buffalo, because I think that's where they're playing. Oh, where, where, where yeah, it yeah, is. exactly. I, I, At I home. Home anymore. game, though, for them. So, yeah. yeah, you got Blue Jays over. Wednesday is a, is, a, is a big day. Blue Jays over the Yanks, Mad Max, and a win over the Pirates are Mike's pick. Again, I got Nets over Bucks in Game Five, and Islanders over Lightning in Game Two. Mike is ten and eight. I am seven and eleven. I need some magic here. Slurpee. I need some magic. If you have any picks you want to throw my way, people, feel free to tweet us at the DC Crossover and at Surround Sixteen. Right. Uh, that about does it for Episode Sixty Five. Be sure to check us out on YouTube as well. We put up the full video of the show. You can see our beautiful faces on there. Um, you also can watch the show or listen to the show on Spotify, listen on iTunes, but the, the platform we appreciate you listening to the most is the contender. Again, that's the contender contender with a K.com where the show airs live on their network. They play clips of our show. It's a lot of fun. Other content as well beyond ours. There's other DC sports content as well as some Chicago content on, uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays and things like that. So go check out the contender it is the future of sports talk radio. Mike, before we go, any final thoughts here? Final thoughts. Uh, I actually ordered, and I told you this before, uh, off a uh, secondary website, mm -hmm. uh, two caps jerseys. I'm wearing one right now, so if you're watching on YouTube, this is a black and gold I like caps it. jersey. I think I wanted to go kind of like, you know, off the cuff a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. And uh, it's a Tommy Wilson jersey. Number one, because Tom Wilson, you know, I love Tom Wilson. Uh, I'm a homer. And also, just to uh, piss off my girlfriend a little right, bit. Right, there you uh, go. <laughs> because Tom she's a Wilson Penguins is fan. the villain for every other team, basically. <laughs> so She was not too thrilled when I bought this jersey. You would not want to uh, wear that jersey at an opposing stadium, uh, opposing no. arena. I think that you might get, especially if you go up to, like, Pittsburgh Philly. or something like that, or Philly, yeah, it, there could be some issues. Or yeah. definitely don't go to a Rangers game, either. Um, isn't the Rangers the team where they brawled with all, like, where there was the ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, yeah, the end of the season. Well, the problem is that I have my Hopi jersey, who uh, you know obviously is not on the team anymore. Right. I could still wear it. Yeah, uh, mainly because he won the yeah, cup. He won the for cup. Us, yeah, that's that's a jersey you could wear forever. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing though is that I wanted to get something different and everything like that. And I ordered these jerseys, and obviously they were coming from overseas, so they took a little bit of you know time to get here. And obviously the Caps lost before they got right. here, so I said I'll wear it on the show. Um, but my girlfriend was over here when we were watching a, a, a Pittsburgh game, 
and uh, I have her stupid Jake Gensel jersey in my closet. Uh, you know, so you know, in spite of that, that's why I had to get the Tommy Wilson jersey. Yeah, I like it, and then the black and gold too. That makes you. It's pretty cool, man. It looks nice, and the stitching's nice. It's really nice. You look like a king. Tom Wilson in the back. You look like a king. Over there. Yes, I, I mean, I, obviously, you don't want to wear this when they're playing. You know, the Golden Knights in the playoffs, yeah, right, but right, you know right. that would have been a, a, a good idea. But overall, solid choice. Solid jersey review from Mike. And also, again, we want your thoughts on our DC Athlete name draft. We'll be doing some other drafts in the future that may not all be sports-related, just like last show we did a lot of food talk. This summer, we're going to have some fun. We're going to mix it up subject-wise. So best way to keep in touch with the show, following us on Twitter at the DC Crossover. For Mike Cerrone, I am Ben Simpson. We will see you next week. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover.